that covered his tunnel. The gale-force wind that snatched the hatch from his hand, slamming the door wide open and dragging him a full two feet upward at the same time. Desperately, he had grabbed the top of the ladder with his hands as his feet scrambled for a firm foothold on the rungs below. Then his right foot had found one of the rungs of the ladder as the wind abruptly died down. The wind had been holding Jim up half in and half out of the shaft. As soon as the wind had died, he had dropped back down into the shaft. If he hadn't managed to get his foot on the rung, he would have fallen to his death thirty feet below. As it was, he only slid a couple of feet back down the shaft, then his left foot also found a purchase. Jim smiled as he sipped at his tea. He could laugh at himself now that he was safe. How comical he must have looked at that particular moment. Yet the situation had been far from humorous when it had occurred. He had scrambled from the shaft and stopped to look around. Looking to the north, he had seen the line of hail approaching. It was like a solid wall of ice, crashing down with incredible force and destroying everything in its path. When he had first spotted the rapidly advancing line of hail, it had been about five hundred yards away. He had immediately decided it best to retreat to his tunnel system. By the time he was back in the shaft, the line of hail had been about two hundred yards away. He had just managed to secure the hatch when the first hailstone hit it. From the sounds of the impact, Jim could tell that the hatch wouldn't be able to take much of that punishment before giving way to the fury of the storm. He had grabbed the outer edges of the metal ladder in a firm grip with his hands. Then he had locked his feet around the outer edges as well. He could still remember the fear that he had felt as he had slid down that ladder as fast as he could. His hands still bore the traces of the burns and lacerations that he had received that day, but somehow he had made it safely to the bottom of the shaft. He had scrambled into the side tunnel just as the hatch had given way to the enormous impacts of the hail. For over an hour he had watched as the hail piled up in the shaft. By the time the storm had passed, the floor of the shaft had been covered in three feet of ice. He smiled as he remembered the words of his old friend Pete Demroyle. Always build your tunnel above the level of the shaft. If you don't take that precaution, it can become flooded very easily. Jim knew that if he had failed to follow those instructions, then he could have been stuck inside his tunnel until the hail had melted. That he wouldn't have liked at all. The tunnel hadn't been stocked with emergency rations of food and water at that time. He corrected that not long after the storm had passed. He knew that he had been lucky that day, very lucky. If he had been home, he might have been killed. He looked up at his ceiling and frowned at the patched hole directly above his chair. A hole put there by a larger-than-average hailstone that had punched through the ceiling and destroyed his other chair that used to sit here. Had he been home, he knew he would have been sitting here watching the weather bulletins during the storm. Yes, Jim Willison knew that he was a lucky man. Jim's thoughts were interrupted by the news commentator. The man's eyes betrayed a growing fear as he said, "'I've just been handed this note.' The President has issued a declaration. It reads, Due to the unprecedented amount of natural disasters afflicting our nation, I am forced to declare a nationwide state of emergency. As of 8 a.m. this morning, I am declaring martial law in the United States of America until further notice. All citizens are urged to stay inside your homes until such a time as you are contacted by military officials or are otherwise advised by the civilian government. The news commentator then picked up a second sheet of paper. 
He looked at the paper for a moment, scanning the contents, and then said, "'The reports from the National Civil Defense are in. As of yesterday afternoon, fifty-five million Americans have died in the past month.' No longer able to control the tears that flowed freely down his cheeks, the anchorman continued in a motion-choked voice, no state in the nation has been spared the awful tragedies that have been sweeping across the world. The best scientific minds in our nation have been unable to determine the cause of these. The television screen went black at that point. Looking around, Jim noted that all of the electrical appliances were now dead. He got up and walked to the front door of his home. Looking out the window, he saw people coming out of their homes and milling about in confusion on the street. He was just about to go outside and speak with a group of his neighbors to see what they thought was going on when his phone rang.